1: Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. It's me, the Sphinx, and with me, as always, we got Hovercraft Joe. What up, Sphinx? How you doing, man?
0: I'm great, man. Golden.
1: Perfect. And with us, we got LPJ. LPJ, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? You know, this is our last episode of 2020, so... Kind of happy to be done with 2020, not going to lie. Yeah.
2: yeah, 2020 sucked ass, man. It was really not, like, top to bottom. It was bad. And yep. um, we're ending it, however, on a good movie.
0: Well. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. One, that, I
2: mean, one that none of us have seen before.
1: No, it's, um, I brought up the movie on our Patreon from this month, right? Is it this month or next month? It's this month. I, I gave a list. I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you' doesn't remember, but this just gives you all the more reason to sign up for Patreon. We'll just do the plug right now. But, uh, you know, if you do the $5 tier on Patreon, we do release every month, uh, a post credit scene. And for December, Uh, I brought to Hovercraft Joe and LPJ a list of the top 25 action movies of the 21st century. And this movie was extremely high on the list. I think it was like three or four, if I remember right. And all three of us were like, we've never seen it. And that movie.
0: Uh, And me me and uh, LPJ and I had talked. Uh, It was kind of weird because we had talked fairly recently, prior to the list even, about this movie and about how we needed to do it. And I think it kind of just worked out well that it, like, popped up on the list and we were like, oh, we were just talking about that. But, yes, it's the raid redemption is what we're doing. And we we did (laughs) – when we decided to do it, we did have a little bit of a discussion about, wait, this is the first one, right? But, yes, it's the raid colon redemption.
2: Right. And the reason for that is – the reason for that is everywhere else in the world, it's called the raid here in the United States. The distributor couldn't uh, obtain the license to call it the raid. So they had to call it something else. So they called it the raid redemption.
0: Yep. Um, So as far as, I mean, I guess like our first experience with it, I don't, I mean, I know knew of this movie and honestly watching it, I, I feel like that I, at some point it was on, I feel like it used to be on like stars or some movie channel I had, because I really do believe that I had watched like maybe the first half of it. Cause the beginning of this movie was very familiar to me, but then at a certain point I was like, okay, I don't remember any of this, but um, so this was definitely my first time sitting down and watching the whole thing, but I had always heard about it and heard, you know, kind of good things and that it was just like, amazing, you know, and and so I was, I'd always wanted to sit down and watch it. So it, it was kind of exciting to finally get a chance to view the whole thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually had never even heard of the movie until we went over the list, but like we said, you two were aware of the movie and you know, it was when we were trying to decide a film to kind of end the year, it was pretty much like, let's just do the raid. Like let's, let's get it, let's get it done. So yeah, I was, I was happy that we were able to watch it um for the episode today. So
2: Yeah, this is uh, we, one of those movies that I have never seen before and I have always wanted to see it. It's one of those ones that I had heard about, you know, a while ago. You know, it's obviously it came out in 2011, so it's not a new movie. It's, you know, almost 10 years old at this point. And um yeah, I, it it's one of those that I just for whatever reason, never sat down and watched. And so when it came up on the list, it was like, yeah, let's totally do the raid. We should totally do the raid. And
1: then we did the raid. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Hovercraft, Joe, do you got any numbers on, on this? I do. I do have some
0: numbers. Now the confusing thing about this is I had a little, a little trouble now it premiered in 2011 at the Toronto International Film Festival, but I believe from everything I was finding that it wasn't actually released in the states until 2012. Yeah. Uh, so all the numbers on it are for 2012, i.e., the release date was March 23rd, 2012. Uh, this movie had a budget of a million dollars, which you know makes sense. Uh, domestic gross four million and worldwide nine million. So I mean not. Huge numbers, but based on a million dollar budget, you know, still pretty successful. Um, uh-huh. uh, this is this is very telling. Rotten Tomatoes on this is 86%, yeah. and the audience score is 87%. So yeah. both very high. Um, and then as far as uh the top-grossing films of 2012, um number one is a movie that we've covered on the podcast The Avengers, uh, number two is the Dark Knight Rises, and number three is The Hunger Games. Um, The only other movie besides this one that we've done on the podcast is number 85, uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. (laughs) And this movie, uh, The Raid Redemption, came in 157. (laughs) That might be uh, the
1: lowest ever on the list.
0: It is. I was going to say it's officially the farthest I've had to scroll in the list. (laughs) It's it's lower down than uh, the one. uh, But it could not be... (laughs) polar opposite from how I feel about the one that I do about this movie. So, um, and just like in advance, I don't, uh, obviously this is a a foreign movie and I don't have any net worths for any of the, uh, actors. I'll just put that out right now.
1: Yeah. The movie, uh, is filmed and takes place in Indonesia and, but it's written, directed and edited by Gareth Evans, who is Welsh. And uh, LPJ, do you got a little bit more on uh, Gareth Evans? It sounded do. like maybe you knew a little bit more.
2: I do. Uh, he's actually he started as a um, documentarian. So he and his wife, his wife is Indonesian, and so they went to travel to Indonesia to study the martial art that's depicted in this uh, Ben Shot Salat or Shalat, however you pronounce it.
1: Ben Jack Shalat,
2: yes. And through the course of them making this documentary, they met uh, Eko the, the lead actor of this along with, uh, I think it was, uh, Donnie Olmesea. He was the other one they met. Uh, they were Mm -hmm. the two practicing, uh, Salat, two Salat practicers that they kind of followed throughout the documentary. And his wife, Gareth Evans, wife gave him the idea to make kind of an action film or a film based on this martial art. And so initially he had wrote a different film, uh, Uh, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head now. Is it Marin Tao? Yes. He had wrote and and produced and directed that film. Mm -hmm. Um, And then eventually they wanted to do something that was a little smaller in scale, a little simpler, um, and just frenetic, just action, wall-to-wall action. The other movie was more of a drama. They wanted to do a wall-to-wall action film, and that's how he came up with The Raid, uh, starring, obviously, the people he had followed throughout his his documentary that he was uh, creating.
1: Yeah, he pretty much recycled all of the actors and yeah. pretty much started their career. I guess the main actor, Iku Uwali, uh, he was a delivery man when Gareth Evans came up to him and said, hey, do you want to start to do some of this? Yeah, so.
2: both of them. The other guy they he brought in, too, uh, was also not an actor. Um, yeah. And the majority of the people that are in this film as fighters and, and extras in it are people that are from that. Uh, Salat Dojo or whatever you call it martial arts studio Uh, they're the ones that are actually performing all these stunts so it's essentially like a you know like an advertisement for this particular martial art and this particular studio
0: yeah Um, the
1: film score uh, had to get changed when it was brought to the United States and just kind of an interesting point of that the person that wrote the score that the three of us listened to when we watched the movie on believe we all saw it on prime uh is from mike shinoda who is of lincoln park so (laughs) uh lincoln park mike shinoda is actually responsible for the film score that we listened to for this movie
0: you're talking about you're talking about the band not the city right
1: correct
0: (laughs) yeah and i'm not talking
1: about the lincoln park zoo either no (laughs) No. And what also I found was kind of fascinating about this, LPJ mentioned that um, Gareth Evans was a documentarian, and so this movie is shot, kind of they call it quasi-documentary style, yeah. so it kind of has that more raw feel to it. From what I read, the entire movie was shot on a Panasonic camcorder which just seems crazy to me.
2: And that's one of the things that really blows my mind is the cinematography in this is great. Like it's, I haven't seen an action movie like this where I've, I actually visibly noticed how good the camera movements are and how great Mm -hmm. the camera placement is. And they're working in a very claustrophobic environment because it's working within that, that, um, that building, that uh, apartment building. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of action movies, you'll see close-ups and you'll see reactions to people getting hit, but you won't actually, they won't catch the action properly because it's moving too fast here. They're able to pull back just enough so that you're getting, you're, you're seeing every bit of the action, you Mm -hmm. know? And I don't know if that's a product of the fact that the people that are acting are true martial artists and they don't have to use stunt doubles, um, or what it is, but it, it, feels a lot more wide open than you would necessarily think and i think it captures the action incredibly well uh, it, it was it really stood out to me
1: equally as impressive and i think what kind of maybe helps support how well the actors did in this is in indonesia they have much stricter gun laws so all the guns used in this film are airsoft guns yep. and they had to digitally edit um, all of the flashes and the cases being ejected, all of that had to be done. So to have airsoft guns being shot at you, not in reality, and then being able to act the way that they did, I feel like is pretty impressive on its own, you know, like you're not using blanks like you would see in, in a typical action movie. So a lot more imagination had to be played out for these actors. And there's a lot
0: of guns being fired in this film.
1: <laughs> I I was shocked when I saw that stat because of I, how many guns are in this movie.
0: I was too. I was I was very surprised when I saw that, that it was like all the guns firing, all the muzzle flashes, all the like casings ejecting, and all that stuff was all digital. I was I was yeah, shocked when
2: I, I, could I found tell, that out. That at no out. At no point do you f- I didn't think there were any digital effects in this. Yeah, I
0: I wouldn't have guessed at all until I saw that I read that, so it kind of
1: makes me. It, it kind of makes me want to rewatch it to see if I could notice it. Yeah, and Not I would that I imagine know.
0: the
2: explosion with the uh, with the refrigerator.
1: Mm-hmm. I would imagine
2: that's probably a digital effect too. Yeah, and probably. that looked pretty damn
0: real. <laughs> yeah. I think that one looked a little more like a digital effect to me than anything else in there. If I was going to call out one thing that seemed like one, it would probably be that. But you're right. It wasn't blatant, though, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, This film, uh, since its release, uh, has had a graphic novel. It has had a stop motion claymation short. And it has had a 90s anime trailer all made for it.
2: (laughs) I didn't see that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I thought all that kind of bizarre. So, this movie obviously, I mean, would we dare to say it's got a cult following at this point? Oh, Obviously, it didn't do well in the theaters, but it's a movie that, in the action genre, people are are definitely well well aware of.
2: This is the highest grossing Indonesian film. Oh, the second film, The Raid 2 is now, but at the time, this was the highest grossing Indonesian film of all time.
0: Yeah, I I think definitely, like, classifying this as, like, a cult classic, because I I do feel like even despite, like, this seemingly to be, like, uh, I – I don't want to say well-known movie, but I feel like there are going to be a lot of people that be like, wait, what movie are they doing this week? Like, I still feel like it's very unknown, you know, to the general populace, so I I think it is, like, in certain circles – very popular, very well known, but like to a larger audience, this is still going to be kind of like, wait, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, this is one of those movies where the people that know action films know this movie and they love this movie. The people, the general population, I don't think would. You know, it's like the people that have seen Jack Reacher. Like, Jack Reacher is a good movie. Um, but, I, haven't, I haven't seen but it. But <laughs> most people haven't seen it. You know, That's but Tom Cruise, right? It is, yeah. It's a great movie, but most people haven't seen it. You know, it's stuff or like when John Wick first came out. You know, John Wick was a sleeper hit. It, this is very similar to that. Yeah. And I would okay. say because uh, Wick came out after this, I would say John Wick borrowed a lot of stuff from this film.
0: Oh, I I I, I would I would agree wholeheartedly on that because there was a lot of stuff, especially like you know, not, I mean, whatever, we're, we're going to get into the plot anyway. So especially like the scene when he's fighting in the hallway and he's like stabbing all yeah. those guys with the knife. Yeah. Like that to me was like, give him a gun instead of a knife. And that's like a John Wick
1: scene.
0: 100%. Yeah. So,
1: uh, I don't have a, a lightning round, so I guess I'll just call them pop quizzes and sure. I'll just throw them at you right now. Uh, did you guys catch the Wilhelm screen?
2: Yes. I I'd remember hearing it. I don't remember exactly where it was.
0: I think that's when they threw the guy out the window yeah, at the beginning.
2: That's right.
1: right? right. Yeah. First guy that got thrown out the window gets the Wilhelm scream. And then my other pop quiz is, uh, the body count. I want to catch the body count.
0: I did. Uh, did you want to take a guess LBJ? Cause I know what the answer is.
2: Uh, I remember, there were, a lot of, I remember there were a lot of guys that were hurt, but not dead.
1: Um, Assume they're dead. Okay. Yeah, assume they're dead. <laughs>
2: 120.
1: Yeah. 121. Oh, 121 hey, all right. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, so, was right,
1: uh, on the, right on the mark. And then uh, I do have two taglines. I actually, I think they might be some of the best taglines I've ever seen. <laughs> we'll see what you guys think. Um, One ruthless crime lord. Two elite cops. 30 floors of hell.
0: That's pretty good. Except that the, I don't think the building had 30 floors. So it, didn't, that. <laughs> it didn't,
1: but um, it didn't. And then, uh, let me make sure I say this right. When there's nowhere left to run or hide, you fight or die. That's pretty good. Right? Not bad. I don't know. Those are pretty <laughs> solid
0: taglines. Not bad. Not so, bad. I like them. All right. That's what I got. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think this is one, I, I, as we get into the plot here, because I, I mean, I don't think we really need to go through the cast because, no, you know, the only thing I will say, and, and this will be of interest to uh, LBJ, I saw that the the lead guy uh, Rama, mm-hmm. uh, that he is in the upcoming uh, Snake Eyes movie that's coming out, and he's playing the hard master in it. So nice. <laughs> so I thought I'd throw that out there, but I mean, I don't think we could go through these casts, but I don't think, I mean, you're not going to know any of them. So um, yeah,
2: there's no, there's no reason to. No.
0: Um, and I think this might be one that would benefit from as far as the plot to maybe kind of give the overarching idea of what's happening in the movie yeah. and then kind of break down some of the scenes, which is till-
1: pretty much the title of the movie. It, the, the, the theme of this movie is there's a raid.
0: Right. So you, you have this group of like, uh, it's like a SWAT team, I'd say, like a, uh, yep. like a commando, like police squad. They're going to this uh, building in the slums where it's basically, it, it's all full of criminals. It's controlled by this powerful criminal in the city. Basically, all the rooms are rented by criminals and it's usually cops won't go there. They let it be, but they're going in, They're gonna, they're going to take it out. They have this plan, this group of like 20 highly trained guys. They're but go they're in. young guys,
1: right? So they find out that they're all kind of new to the job, even though they're highly trained.
2: Well, well not no, all of no. them. I
1: think it's just... Um, well, the leader. The leader and then Rama,
0: the, the main character. No, like, I, think two are I
2: think Rama's the only rookie. Yeah,
0: I think oh, Rama's... Uh, I, I got the impression that he was new to the team, but uh, that the the rest of them have been a unit together for a while, I thought.
1: yeah. Oh, I, I guess I maybe I missed it. I, I thought they were all new because I thought that kind of explains how they all got taken out so quick. But, OK,
0: <laughs> well, car. so I, so anyway, so they're, they're going to go in and they're going to take this guy out. They have a plan. You know, they start going up through the floors, but they get about to the fifth floor. Uh, they get found out. Uh, this, the criminal guy, what's his name? Tama. T- Tama. Yeah. Tama. Uh, he, there's that great part where he kind of gets over the, there's like an intercom over the whole, uh, apartment building. And he basically says, Hey, you first, he says, he says it like we have a pest problem, but he's talking about the cops and he's like, Hey, they need to be exterminated. And he's like, anyone who helps take out these cops, you're going to get like to live here free of, uh, rent for forever. So like it, it turns into this thing where these cops are just being hunted, trapped in this building that they can't get out of and that's kind of what the movie is them trying to survive and and get out and you know there's some other stuff built in where uh one of uh, tama the the main crime lord he has like two two guys that are like his second in command one of them uh why am i mad dog and andy andy and andy ends up being the brother of rama who's like the main our main character and mad dog is like just this insane like like they said, like mad dog, like his name fits him. He's like crazy and he's like super good at fighting. Yeah, Yeah. He's the muscle. He doesn't
1: like to use weapons. He likes to fight hand-to-hand. Yep.
0: Right. And and like that's what we learned is that Rama basically he took this job, but then he found out that his brother, because his brother had been missing from the family, so he's like, well, I'm going to go get it back. And You know that kind of plays into it but like the main plot of it is just them trying to get out of this building and survive yeah and like like swing says like i mean a large portion of these cops get taken out right away yeah
2: it's not even like there's no fight whatsoever at, at one they're just pinned down getting shot guys are getting taken out just walking down the hallway um it's like a just a bloodbath, and essentially yeah. what this movie is, they kind of it as a survival horror. Typically, I was about,
1: yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah.
2: yeah, and typically they would they would say that for stuff like zombie movies, but that's kind of what this is. It's it's a survival horror film, but the zombies are the tenants of this building who are just kind of gunning for these cops.
0: Yeah, right. And, and I think the other important thing, kind of the other plot point, and this is like if I have to give weakness to this movie i would say that like i feel like and maybe i know there's a sequel and i think it explains into this further but i feel like kind of the whole politics of what's going on in this yeah. movie are a little unclear to me um, basically the guy that got this raid together and, and decided he was going to do it, it it's not a, we find out it's not a sanctioned raid by the raid by the police so like once shit hits the fan, they can't call for backup because no one knows it there and no one knows they're supposed to do this because the guy leading it is also a crooked cop, and he's trying to take out this other guy for like his own gain. I think is what well, supposed to be it to me
1: like he was trying to get his name cleared was kind of the idea, no. I got. and just trying to get out of dodge. No, no, this is what it was.
2: So all of the all of the the head of the police force, like there's a group of people that are that lead the police force. They're all bought. They're all corrupt. Right. So they only go after who they need to go after to keep them making money and keep their pockets filled. The Lieutenant, his goal was to, if he could take out this crime boss, then uh, he can kind of gain favor with the people that are above him and maybe be brought into the inner circle. Uh, What they didn't realize is that the person paying the inner circle is this crime boss. And so he just calls up and says, yeah, this isn't, they knew you were coming for this raid. The, the inner circle people knew the Lieutenant was coming for this raid. And the reason why they let him in isn't because they want him to kill Tama. It's because they want Tama to kill the Lieutenant to get him out of their hair. So it's actually a trap. Uh, The whole raid is set up as a trap for the Lieutenant.
0: And that, and that makes sense to me, I guess maybe, it wasn't clearly no. enough to to me. And, yeah. and, you know, like, that's maybe the one drawback. You know, maybe that's a little – I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm, like, true, but maybe that's a little overcomplicated. Maybe they could have made it a little simpler to understand. And maybe that's a fact of, like, this movie is all – you know, it's all subtitles. So maybe that's yep. – maybe something was lost in it when I was trying to read along with it. I don't know.
2: Well, here's the crazy thing. The movie was written in English. The entire movie okay. was written in English and then translated to Indonesian. Okay. Um, so I think maybe within the, you know, because you, you, the, the subtitles flash fast. They're they're not, Yeah.
0: they don't give you a lot do. of
2: time. So what my thought is, is there's a lot more there in the actual dialogue than what they can put on the screen. So I yeah. think that's just what you're missing because the movie moves so fast from scene to scene. There's yeah. not enough time to put the proper verbiage up there to convey what's actually going on.
0: And I think that's fine. I mean, obviously the point of this movie is to showcase the action, to showcase the martial arts style. So, you know, the plot is just kind of like the vessel to serve this up. And I just was like, maybe they could have simplified it and streamlined it a little bit. But again, maybe, maybe it gets fleshed out and maybe I would understand a little more once I watch the sequel. I don't know, but I, I just feel like, you know, maybe they could have made it a little more, a little easier to understand going into it. But I mean, that's a small knock against it.
1: Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. The, the plot is secondary in this movie and, and that's okay. Like I, that's exactly how it's intended to be. So.
2: Or at least yeah. that be- part of the plot is secondary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like what the plot of movie. trying to escape and survive is
0: right. The, the main thing. Yeah. Right, because, like, ultimately we find out, like, you know, we don't know initially that Andy is his brother, but we find that out. You know, they he kind of helps him out. You know, most of the police get taken out, and so it's only a few remaining members. Um, but, like, <laughs> this is, like, these action sequences – I mean, it's hard. Like, I was just thinking in my mind. I was like, well, which one, like, is the best one in this? And it's so hard to pick. Like, I I love when they're first kind of, like, back in that room. And and Rama's, like, gets that axe out. And he, like, chops the hole in the floor. And they Mm -hmm. get through it there. And, like, there's that great part that I just love where, like, they drop down to the next floor. And there's that bad guy, like, drops down. And he immediately, like, tackles them, like, out the window. Like, as soon as he drops down. Like, that is so good. But like I love the scene where they where he takes out all the like I was saying that he takes out all the guy with the knives when he's just like stabbing him and he's he's just just like there's that that sweet shot in that part where he like slams the guy's head into the wall like three times yeah it's 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 like as his head is falling yeah yeah he like smashes it into the light and then into the wall like two more times like it's just and I we haven't really touched on it but this movie like it's violent it is like and it's right. it's very visceral and it's very raw and it's like it's it's shot the way that it's shot and it doesn't i, I feel like it's interesting it doesn't it's, it's super violent i don't feel like it glorifies the violence at all it's very realistic to me like the violence in it you know like the the it's it's not like i don't know it's like a reaction of the movie but it's not like the point of the movie if that makes well, any sense is- like they're not they're not showcasing it. It's just there.
2: No, you're right, and and it's there in every aspect. Like they don't pull away from anything. Like there's a guy that shoots himself in the head, and you. It's not like they go to a silhouette or they go to like a behind the head shot. I mean, he holds the gun to his head and he pulls the trigger, and you see the side of his head blow out from 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 itself. <laughs>
0: Well, when we're introduced to, to Tama, the main bad guy, he has like five or six guys lined up in yeah. his like yeah. penthouse, and Ugh. he's just seriously putting the gun to their head, like shooting them all in the head. Like, it, like it gets jammed, it runs out of bullets, so you think he's going, he's go, goes to get more bullets, but then he decides to get the hammer out of the drawer and take the guy out with a hammer. Yeah, so it's 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 brutal. Like it is. Yeah. I mean, this movie is not for the faint of heart at all. Like it is intense yeah. but it's not, now did it's you guys see though,
1: it's the, the that's the crazy I, thing it's stomach churning did you guys see me when i messaged you that uh on discord i'm like i hope you guys didn't eat before we watch <laughs> oh, this yeah. movie well
2: i guess i mean yeah it's gory but it's not like it's not gory for the sake of being gory
1: it's the editing that does a really good job yes. right it's the sound effects yep. and and what you see and hear that plays so much into the violence that you observe.
2: Yeah. It's very realistic in, in, yeah. in b- both good and bad sense. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: uh, the other kind of like, I mean, they're, so, they're, they're all good, but when he fights that like machete gang all by himself. Oh yeah. Wow. That is sweet. <laughs> like that scene is awesome. Like, like he kicks that one guy over the, cause like, how would you how would you describe like the way the apartment building set up? Because like the middle of it is almost like open air, and there's like um, yeah, it's like the it's the
1: it's the steps, it's the stairs.
0: It's kind of kind set up like middle. a
1: hotel essentially.
0: Is what yeah. it is. because like when he's fighting that machete gang, he like kicks the one guy and he flies out the edge and his back just hits the edge of the oh, like the yeah. the level below yeah. and it's like oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's so, or like that one guy, he gives like, I don't know, it's like, like a DDT or something like over the broken door and just like, like slams his like neck yeah, into the he, broken door. And he like him.
2: grabs his head, so the, the door gets broken out, and so the bottom of the wooden door is still there, but it's like, a, it's jagged, it's a jagged hole, and he grabs the guy's head and like jumps through the door and slams his head down so that his neck, Lands on the edge of the door frame that's still there, and basically almost decapitates him. Like, which I'm is-
1: happy that that was not seen. That was like, that it happened. was it was kind of seen. Like, it was definitely implied what happened, but like that could have looked way worse. You know, like I think I think the shot was from the hallway that you saw, like his head kind of sticking out yeah, of the hallway yeah. as it goes through yes. the door.
0: They show the actual impact. They show the aftermath, but. Right. Um, And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about um, kind of what leads up to the the fight with the Machete gang is like earlier in the film, they introduced there's a guy when they're going to break in who's just like apparently the one person who lives in this place who's not a criminal. He's just trying to get some like uh, medicine up to his sick wife and they find out what floor he's on. So when shit hits the fan and Rama's trying to like he's got an injured teammate, he's trying to find somewhere to put him. He goes to this guy's apartment and they let him in and they kind of hide in this part in the walls um but so the, the machete gang comes in and they're tearing the place up looking for him and i don't know why the guy decides to stab the wall you can kind of tell that it looks like it's weird but it's like when he stabs it in and he like gets oh. Rama's his cheek yep. and it's like he's like not saying anything but you could see the blade cutting into his cheek sure. and he has to like get his hand right so when he pulls it out he like wipes the blood off it like yeah. it's one of the quieter moments in the film, like one of the times when it kind of takes a breath, but it's like it's so crazy because it's just it's, like the way you react
2: like the tension there is so much tension in that scene more than I think I've seen in any of the films that we've we've covered
1: exactly that's that's the big part of the film that gives it that thriller um categorization is yeah, I mean they're hiding in the wall, and you like it, it looks like like there's no way that he's not going to stop macheting the wall and he doesn't. It's just that he just squeezes himself enough into the corner that it just, yeah, it just hits that cheek and that's it. So yeah.
0: It's, and then it's, it's, like, it's kind
1: of left there, you know, then it's left there for a while because then he's like assaulting uh, the guy, you know, and then he goes and picks up the the machete when they're about to leave. So um
0: Yeah, so that, I mean, that scene is great, and like I said, it's kind of, in some ways, one of the moments when this movie kind of slows down for, like, a minute, but it's still, like, an intense scene. Um, And we should also mention that that fight with the Machete gang gang ends with him, like, knocking the dude out the window and, like, riding his body down and, like, using it as, like, a shield, like, to protect himself from getting killed and, like, landing on him, so that's pretty awesome, too. Um, and that's another thats
1: another thing, too, that every time one of the SWAT team guys get near a window, they get picked off immediately. And yeah, every, time they, it, every time it happened, it still, like, startled me. Yes. Because of the way that they shot it, it was just like, oh, shit, like, he's yeah. out. And it happened to at least, I don't know, four or
0: five of them throughout the film. It was cool. It's crazy. like, yeah, hell, yeah. don't get near a fucking window. Yeah. It happened a couple of times. Um, so the 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 leader, um, not like the lieutenant guy, but the leader of the SWAT team, his name is Jaka, yep. I yeah. believe. He's one of the guys that survives. So he ends up having like a big like mano a mano showdown with Mad Dog. And that's another amazing fight when they're God, kind of going so at good. it. Because that's kind of like a, a, or just a real showcase for the martial arts because it's like. He has some dead to rights with the gun, but that's like, um, like String says, he's like, you know, I don't like using guns. I, I, you know, like, so they have a, they have a really good fight and it's, it's amazing. And then he ends up just straight up like, uh, snapping his neck after he beats him. It's, I was it's so a sad.
2: Like I was so it's, mad they killed him.
1: It's a, it's right? A like again, that was that
0: thrill. Like you kind of thought he was
1: maybe going to make it out or he was going to escape. Like you yeah. didn't you didn't know until the very end that that he was. Yeah, and
0: it, it's it's so brutal too because it it's like right when right when he's trying to break his when he's trying to snap his neck, like he kind of stops him the first time because he gets his hand up and stops yep. him, but then he like pushes him down and then he can't, and then it's just like it's over and it's so and it's like that's like and it's even more because like uh, Rama, he's hiding out on the floor. That's when he meets up with his brother and kind of talks to him a little bit, but he sees him just like dragging the guy's body like. Yeah. lifeless body around like it's it, it's tough to take because you are kind of rooting for them, and it's like this team starts off with 20 people and when shit hits the fan we're down to like six maybe five like right off the yeah. bat like it like they don't stand a chance so and then
2: after that more get picked off
0: it's yeah. true yeah um so. And so so real quick was the idea
1: so the the leader sends down Andy the brother and Mad Dog to I guess clean up the rest of the mess? Does that sound about
0: right?
2: Yeah, essentially just to sweep for whoever's left. Okay, because yeah, I think because I think it's like
0: he thought that everyone was going to get taken out in that initial barrage where they were just kind of mowing him down from the top floor. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that people kind of survived and were taking people out. So he was like, hey, this is a mess, go go clean it up, go take care of the rest of them.
1: So then again, maybe this was missed in translation. Was the the objective then to send those two down? To bring up the leaders to him because why did he take Jaka up with him? Because well, then he's, he's mad no, because for, Andy didn't have anyone with for him. For
2: proof. He wants proof that they've killed somebody that they've done the work.
1: Okay. So you just kinda of want evidence that he kind of stayed loyal to him, I guess, in a way. And
2: it's yeah, like bragging like yeah. rights. Like this is yeah, my I mean, trophy this is my
0: trophy to you. Okay. Because T- Tama has like cameras throughout the whole place, so he's kind of like watching everything. So when they go back up, and and uh, Mad Dog has Jocka's body, you know, and they're kind of like, "Hey, Andy, why don't why don't you have anyone?" He's like, "Oh, I didn't find anyone." But it turns out he had a camera, and he saw him talking to Rama, saw so him talking to his brother. It's like it's really visceral. He Mad Dog yeah. stabs him through the hand with a knife, um, and that kind Which of again, sets up. a
1: lot of tension, you know, because yeah. you know that he's caught. And you know that this guy's ruthless because he fucking in cold blood shot those other people in the beginning of the movie. And you know when he puts the knife down, you think, okay, maybe Andy is going to be okay. But then, like out of nowhere, he pulls that knife back and yeah, just shoves it right
0: through his hand. And that and that kind of sets up like the the kind of the end game if you will, of this movie because it's Rama, it's the lieutenant guy whose name is like Wahoo or something like that, yeah, and one right. other guy. And they're like, hey, they're like, the only way we're going to get out of here is if we go up to the top floor and we get the guy in charge. So on their way to go do that, that's like uh, uh, Rama hears kind of something going on in this room and he goes and looks in. And Mad Dog has his brother strung up and he's just like beating the shit out of him. Uh, So he goes in there and then like (laughs) another like amazing scene Where like uh, Mad Dog lets his brother down, and it's kind of this two-on-one fight, and it's like I feel like a lot of times in the movies you're like, ah, it's like I don't believe that this one guy is taking on two people. Like this movie sells to you that this Mad Dog is is that good that he is able to basically beat the crap out of both these guys at the same time, and they they present it in a way where like a lot of times in the movie you're like, why are they like taking turns to fight him? But they're like. They're trying to fight him at the same time, and he'll oh. basically knock one of them down, and then the other one comes at him, and, like, it's a crazy scene, and it's, like, the choreography and the fight and everything in it is awesome.
1: And it's long. I mean, I, I often feel like sometimes, like, those kind of scenes can drag out for too long, but that one, you don't feel it at all. The, like you said, the choreography is so well-written that they're throwing different stuff at him, constantly, and they just can't get to him until the very, very end, when he kind of makes the slip-up, and he gets... Is it the light that gets
0: shapped? He, he like, flips Rama over his head, and he kicks this light, and he breaks the light bulb, and then Andy takes the light bulb and... Broken part of the light bulb and stabs it in his neck but then he's still kicking their their ass for a while with this like shard stuck in his neck and bleeding and what finally happens is they finally trap him down and like such a visceral scene like Rama Rama grabs it and just drags it across and finally cuts his throat all the way open and finally finally beats him but it's like it's a hard fought victory and like it's not clear when the fight's going on that they are going to make it out. Like it's, it's not one of those ones where you're like, Oh, well they're the good guys. So they're probably going to live. Like you don't know. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's a while, but it's like, yeah, uh, that scene, like it's hard to pick like, Oh, which scene is this, which action scene is this is the best. Because I will say this movie starts off like slightly slow, but once it gets going, it's like, it, it, it never doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't and it, stop. Until and, the it, end. and it
2: doesn't take long to get going either. But no, 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 no. Um, it, I mean, it only takes maybe ten, fifteen minutes to kind of get going. But, um, but you're right. The beginning, you know, there's a little bit of establishing action, a little bit of establishing events to kind of, you know, it, to to kind of characterize. Set up a lot. Yeah, to, to kind of characterize uh, who Rama is. And then after that, you're right. It's just like. It's stop. And it's
0: Can I Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just gonna say this is kinda neither here nor there because we're past it, but just like even at that set of the beginning when they're first sneaking in the building, one of the shots I love the most is when they're like the lookout who's watching the TV that they sneak up on it. And there's just that shot of them like reaching out with like yes. the like the cord and then just like grab them by 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 the neck and like pull him back into like the alley. Like that's just like even a slower moment. It's really cool and really kind of ominous how they do it. I like that shot a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We we forgot too the thrill at the end with the crooked cop when he captures the drug lord as well. He's hauling them down the stairs like he's gonna turn him in. And then once they kind of exchange all that information that LPG, was talking about. He then just decides, like he pisses him off enough, he shoots him dead right in the fucking head. And well, I then think, he decides he's gonna kill himself. And he's got the gun like on his head in his mouth, and, and luckily there wasn't any
0: bullets left in there. Well, so, I, I a think thrill. I think even what what before that is when they finally get up to the fifteenth floor and they capture him, like they're kind of talking about it, and it, cause it's it's the old guy and one of the other cops that's left. And like, they're kind of talking about the stuff and he just straight up shoots the yeah. uh, remaining top in the head yeah. because like, I was not expecting that at all no. either. A lot no. of attention. And, yeah. and I think that's the kind of like hide his dirty dealings maybe, or I, I guess I don't know why he shot that guy in the head.
2: I think that's what it is. I think it's, it's, you know, th- if he makes it out of there, he's the hero to the people. And, um, it also sets himself up to be part of the inner circle of the, of the cricket cops.
0: Can I, can I just say I'm looking at my notes here, which by the way, you guys know like how extensive notes that I usually take. Yes, My notes for this movie are just three and a half pages. That's it. Like just, <laughs> just three and a half pages. But I, I have a note where it says, um, <laughs> after being, uh, Mad Dog continues to fight for a while after being stabbed in the neck with part of the light, and then just like when he like drags across his head, he's like, holy cow, that was violent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah. So then after all that, um, they 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 get out of the building. Andy basically walks them out of the building. So it's um Rama, uh, the guy that was injured, who was hanging out in the uh the the guy with the sick wife's apartment. Um, uh, and which who would have
1: thought that he was going to
0: survive at the end of the movie? Is, yeah, what is the guy's name? I don't oh, know why. Oh. Bo? Bo-o? I think it's the T, isn't it? Tawa, Tama, maybe. It's yeah.
2: No, Tama's the drug lord. It's
1: uh,
0: uh I thought it was like I don't know. I can't remember.
2: Bawa- I think Bofar?
0: it's yeah. I think it's Bo-o, bowo, b o w o. I yeah, think Bo-o-o. is what it is. Bo-o. Yeah. So they so they make it and kind of like uh, Andy walks them out. And like Rama wants him to come with them because they're brothers, but he's like, No, I can't. This is where I belong. Yep. Um, and he kind of echoes because there is a part where uh when they're talking to each other's, you know, as brothers, and he's like, hey, he's like put on like different clothes. He tries to get him to get out of his like SWAT uniform and he won't do it. You know, he's like, These fit me, this fits me, you know, like this is so he won't do it. So they kind of echo that when he's like, "Hey, I want you to come with us," and he's like, "No, this is where I belong. This fits me." So, and then they they kind of limp out, and, and that's the end of the movie. But yep. it's like, and it's like you're finally able to kind of like take a breath because even in that scene when they're walking out, I kind of like, oh, what's yeah. gonna happen? Like, what's gonna happen? Are they actually gonna get out, or yeah. is I something thought, else? I, gonna I thought they
2: were setting it up to where Andy was gonna get shot or something.
0: Yeah, like it's so like they they do such a good job with the tension throughout the whole movie that you don't even feel relaxed at that last scene. Like you're still yeah. not like, well, is this really the end of it? Like, or is something one more horrible thing going to happen to this? So
1: when uh, when they were rolling the credits, I don't know if any of you spotted it, but they have near the end of the credits. It's like we like to thank the doctors that we had on site. They listed sixteen different doctors that helped <laughs> out in this movie. I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, I it makes sense. Could you imagine? I'm sure there were so many people getting hurt filming this movie.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe, yeah. And, and yeah. Can I say a, a, a little bit that I, I forgot to mention that I really kind of appreciated? So, like, they have that. He has that fight in the hallway where he's like stabbing and beating the crap out of dudes before they go into the. The guy with the sick wife's apartment, and I really loved like the little bit when he he first of all he didn't wait long enough for the machete gang to clear before he left. But when he goes back out in the hallway and like the guys are still there in various states of like disarray, like not quite dead yet, but yeah. like mo- moaning from all their stab wounds <laughs> and just groaning and stuff. Like I appreciated that little bit that it's like he goes back out in the hallway and it's just all this carnage that he had, you know, kind of laid out before him throughout this movie. How many knife stabbings do you think there are? I feel like
1: maybe a thousand. There are so many times people get stabbed in this movie. It's not only
2: that. At no point does he think to pick up a gun. Like, he's killed all these people. There's guns laying everywhere. He could pick one up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that fight scene is just so wild. Because like I said, it's very... I, like I said, like like if you picture the scenes in John Wick where he's like, oh, he shoots him in the leg and then he shoots him in the head, but this one he's like stabbing him in the legs and then slashing their throat and just like, it's like, it, it, the choreography and the way that like these scenes play out, it's just amazing to watch and it's just something you don't you don't get in a lot of action movies, you know, even some of the you know, kung fu and like martial arts movies we covered is just like a completely different thing. You know, like yeah. that, that we've kind of really covered before.
2: I mean, it, it really feels like it really feels like he's fighting for his life. Like, mm-hmm. there's really that sense of he's going to do whatever it is it takes to to survive. Um, you know, it, at no point does it feel like the action is artistic. It feels like it's just real. You know, in in some of the John Wick stuff, I I love the John Wick movies. Don't get me wrong. But some of the action in there is very artistic and very kind of ballet. This is not Mm -hmm. that. This is very visceral, very realistic. It's like, I'm going to do this set of things just to get the job done. There's no extra movement, but there's still a lot of movement.
1: John Wick is ballet, and this movie is like jazz. I mean, he's just improvising like crazy to, to get himself to survive.
0: And, and I think, and I think, you know, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but what I think is like, you'd be like, ah, this movie does a good job of getting me to believe that Rama, you know, that he's able to do this stuff. It's not like you're like, oh, he's like Superman, you know, because he gets hurt and, you know, it, it, but I fully believe just, they do a good job of selling. It. It's like, okay, I believe that he makes it through this. He doesn't make it through unscathed, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like it's like, oh, it's like he's Superman and invincible, and like, I don't believe that he could make it through this or take out all these guys. I think it does a good job training it. Like, as he is so competent in his skills, and you know, he's fighting these these a lot of these people. Like, they're criminals, but it sounds like they're like, you know. uh They're just like, who knows? It could be like a drug dealer or whatever, you know? They're not like trained mercenaries. Right. So like... They They have the weapons, but he has the skills. Right. So because they they have weapons, but they're not trained or they're they're just kind of like, oh, we're bad guys, but we're not like mercenaries or anything. So like, that's what I like is that it does a good job of being like, okay, I believe that he can overpower these guys, but they, he, he also doesn't. You know, it's not like he comes out and is like, no one touches him or he doesn't get hurt. or he's, You never think he's going to be in trouble. Right. Um, that's what I kind of appreciated about it for sure. I agree.
2: Yep. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to bring up?
0: I don't really have anything. I think we covered a lot of, I mean, there wasn't a ton of facts and stuff I had. No. So I think we, I think we kind of covered uh, most of it. So.
2: Yeah, I didn't really find a whole lot as far as I didn't find anything as far as um, like role reversal goes Um, I know he intended the movie to only be about 85 minutes uh, but there was so much footage like he had 120 minutes of footage he was finally able to cut it down to about 100 but um, he just had so much good stuff that he didn't want to cut Uh, he couldn't get it down to the 85 minutes that he wanted to uh else do we got there's a a sequel obviously that we talked about the raid 2 but the bigger thing is uh they're gonna have a uh a, a united states in english remake of this and initially it was going to be uh they looked at either liam or um one of the, Hemsworths? One of the hemsworth yeah mm. i had it right here where is it at uh, either Chris or Liam were being considered for the role, uh, but eventually they kind of dropped them out, and so now Taylor Kitsch is the is cast in the lead role uh, with John, John Carter. Of yeah, Mars? John Carter. Joe Carnahan is going to be directing it, and Gareth Evans is going to be producing it and kind of overseeing the project. Uh, but there's going to be, and it's going to be more like a um, like a Zero Dark Thirty kind of black hawk black hawk down kind of remake of it.
0: black hawk down yeah but, but more.
2: yeah but maybe not necessarily you know military it's going to be a raid style but it's going to be more in that kind of vein not necessarily because obviously taylor kitsch can't do all this martial arts stuff so it's going to be yeah. probably more m- more militaristic than it is martial arts based
0: well, and I I think it'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. it's not a movie that we covered. It's a movie that we will cover because it's very good. But like the the plot of the the Carl uh, Urban Dread movie, yeah, like it's it's very similar. Like it's it almost the same kind of. And I believe that they came out around the same time. ish I think so.
2: Let me look it up real quick.
0: Because like I mean, it's the plot of that Dread movie, uh, and I know you haven't seen it, uh, Sphinx, but it's essentially the same plot as this movie. Like they Mm -hmm. go to a building in downtown that's controlled by a criminal and they have to fight their way through it. It's, it's shockingly similar.
2: Yeah. This came Uh, out July of 2012 versus March of 2012 for the raid.
0: So that's, just crazy. Like you would think that like dread saw this movie. and was like, we're going to steal that plot. But the, the, the the fact that they came out so close together, there's no real way they could have, but Um, it's shockingly similar It is to be honest with
2: you. And even, even like the poster for dread, you know, it's, it's that same kind of style. Like, so the poster for this film is uh, Rama standing in front of the giant building. And it says the raid on it, the poster for dread is dread standing on top of a building in between two other buildings. And it just says dread on it. I mean, they're, they're, they're very similar posters even. It's very well, strange I, how it kind of worked out that way.
0: I, I think it's going to be really interesting, too, because we will do Dread. We've talked about it before, but I think it's going to be really interesting for Sphinx, who hasn't seen Dread, but has seen the raid first, to then watch Dread. Because like, we're doing it the reverse, where we've seen Dread and now we're seeing the raid. But I, I'll be very interested to get Sphinx's take on it when we watch Dread, just to be like, it'll kind of, I feel like it'll be like uh, a point break, uh, Fast and Furious kind of situation yeah. where you're like, like, wait, is this just a remake of that? Because they're so similar plot-wise. Yeah.
2: I agree. I, I am excited to do Dread now, though.
0: Yes. And I'm also, I'm excited since, uh, you know, uh, if we're doing, you know, we'll be able to do the uh, the sequel to this pretty soon. Because I think it's a, a good movie.
2: I agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in that case, uh, you guys
0: want to get to rating it? Yeah, let's do it. All right.
2: to go first
1: I can go sure. Fine. fine um, I really enjoyed this movie uh, just kind of no nonsense great action probably some of the best action we have seen uh, in any of the movies we've done on this show uh, I originally was thinking about giving it four machine guns but in all honesty I, I think I would give it four and a half I, I can't think of why I wouldn't I mean, yeah, there's not a whole lot of plot, but like we established on the episode, that's not the point of this movie. Like, as a kind of horror-thriller-survival movie, it's great. It's perfect. It's a very entertaining movie. It was a super-fast 100 minutes. I I loved it. I'll give it four-and-a-half machine guns.
0: Um, I'll go next. Yeah, I I pretty much 100% agree with you, saying, like, this movie is... Once it gets going, it's like a hold your breath. Like, like it just goes. And the the action sequences, like we've described them, but like you need to see them. Like they are they are so good. And it's not like anything we've covered before on this podcast. It's so frenetic and visceral, and just like everything about it, it is enjoyable. I, I think the one thing that does hold it back is that I feel like the plot is a little unnecessarily complicated. Um, you know and maybe that fixes itself. Maybe once you see the second one, you understand the first one a little better. Who knows? I think that's maybe the only thing holding me back from five on this. I'm going to give it four and a half as well.
2: Yeah, I am right with you guys. And something I will bring up that we haven't yet is even, even with it being in uh, Indonesian, um, like the acting is really good. Like, uh, Mm. like their performances are great. I, I mean, I, I buy his desperation to, to get out. I buy him really w- wanting his brother to come with him. You know, I, 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 I like, I get it. Like even the bad guys, I buy their evil, you know, it it's not over the top. Like the performances are great in this, in the acting as well as the action. Um, and you're right. The only thing holding this back from being a five is the unnecessarily overcomplicated plot. Um, but again, you could throw that out the window. It doesn't really mean anything. Uh, this is definitely a four and a half. Um, everybody should see this movie who likes action films. And even people who don't necessarily like action films should still probably see this film just because it is such a good movie. I'd say it's like, you know, it's like Fury Road. Fury Road is just a good movie. This is just right. a good movie. People just should should just see this.
0: And and I think just to kind of add on a little bit to what you're saying there, I think it's the performances are even more impressive when you think about kind of what you talked about, that these aren't actors per se. These are just, you know, like these are people that practice this martial arts and were in this movie. So the fact that you get such good in real performances out of like not classically trained or even like probably people that were doing their first movie ever or second movie ever is, is very impressive when you think about it that way.
1: it's incredible how efficient they are in this movie
0: yeah
1: i mean when you think about it they just are it just they do a great job with what they have so
0: i agree yeah yeah so definitely seek this out and see it if you like action movies or even if you don't uh just you know don't just it is very violent so just make sure sure the kids aren't around Yeah. Keep that in mind. You know, it's not for the faint of heart, I would say, because it doesn't, it does it it, ever, all the violence in it is in your face and it doesn't shy away from it at all. And it's a little, you know, can take you back a little bit just because it is so visceral and it is so in your face right off. But you kind of, I don't want to say you get used to it, but you're kind of like, all right. But like, it is kind of like every time something shocking happens, I was a little like, whoa. Yeah. Like this would
1: uh, have been a cool movie to see in the movie theater.
0: The, I will say this: out of all the gross stuff that happens to me, the only part I couldn't watch was when he was trying to get the bullet out of the guy's stomach. When, like, oh, yeah. when, when they were in the guy's apartment, yeah, he's like, was, "Hey, I need something. Pretty, yeah, I need something sharp," and he only had like the like the butter spreader or whatever. And he's like, <laughs> "I was like, like, okay, this is I can't watch that." <laughs> right.
2: yeah. yeah, and it makes me excited to see the second one because everything I've read is the second one's better.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited for the second one. We will we will fast track uh, the raid two for sure. <laughs> yep. Well
2: Well, uh, this is the last actual podcast. We're here every uh, Monday on the Gamezilla Media Network and wherever it is you get uh, podcasts.
1: Well, we'll let our listeners know we're we're going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays. So just just be aware. I think we're going right. to throw yeah i think we've got some plans though that we will release something out to you but it won't be necessarily uh a movie that we're going to be doing i believe right?
2: right yeah this is our last uh last show for the year uh but we'll be back beginning of next year um with uh a, a new season a new theme for the year yeah uh, which we will discuss uh so so look forward to that um in the meantime, there's plenty of other things on GameZilla uh, that are still going to be releasing episodes over the next couple of weeks. You got uh, Noobs and Dragons. We're getting ready to finish up that campaign. We got uh, Legend of Retro. Uh, you got the GameZilla podcast. You can check out the streamers. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff. Uh, and if you if you miss us and you still want to hear more of us, log on to Patreon. For 5 bucks a month, you get access to our extra show, the post-credit scene, as well as all of the extra shows from all of the podcasts on Gamezilla Media, you're going to have plenty to keep you busy over the next couple of weeks while we're on a a small vacation. Um, so check us out on Patreon. Uh, you can also sign up at the one dollar tier. You get uh, one extra show, uh, but really the five dollars your sweet spot. You're going to get everything we have to offer, and there's a lot. We don't. We're not going to skimp you. That five bucks is going to get you plenty of stuff.
0: <laughs>
1: true, that's true. true. And also, if you've got the time in these next few weeks, uh, throw us a nice review on any of the podcast uh, apps that you use, whether that's uh, Apple i uh, Apple Podcast or Stitcher or TuneIn or whatever it may be. Spotify. Um, Spotify yeah give us a nice review give us a couple stars five stars would be great actually not a couple five <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'd really appreciate that word of mouth uh, share with other people about our show if you like us and we're excited to to bring more to you all for 2021
0: absolutely and also and also as this is our last episode of the year happy holidays to everyone listening yeah. you know 2020 has been not the ideal year for everyone. Uh, But, you know, I think we're all looking forward to 2021. And maybe at some point in the year, we'll be back in the studio recording episodes (laughs) together. But um, we'll see. (laughs) Maybe. Can only hope.
2: Yep. (laughs) Well, this episode of The Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
0: But we'll be back